Welcome, friends, back to Friends and Favorites with me, Marissa Serafini. Today, I have a very good friend of mine, Mary Lou Mandel. We go way back to our AfterBuzz TV days when we used to be in a house in Encino. We've done after shows together. We even produced our own badass filmmaking podcast together. And then we moved on to Cinema Makeup School and still continue to be badass producing women there. And then the pandemic hit. And we haven't been able to work together since, but we're here now. And she's a content producer extraordinaire, Mary Lou Mandel. It is so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. I'm just so glad to see you producing projects again for yourself. Makes me very happy to see. Thank you. Finally for myself, because I was telling other people, I was like, I've done years of content producing, but it's always been for other people. Mm -hmm. And the stuff I do for myself I can maybe count on one hand, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, I've written stuff and then I put that out there. But again, that's like for other people. So but and then not a lot of people even know where to find it or where it is. But like the stuff I do for myself is like very, unfortunately, it's pretty rare. Um, but you're an amazing content producer. I feel like I mean, we actually haven't seen each other in years. But I feel like I see you every single day because your stuff constantly pops up on my Instagram feeds, on my Twitter feeds. I mean, like you're everywhere. So yeah, it's true. awesome. Kudos to you. <laughs> Show up a lot. That's that's the key to success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my first question, really, because this is friends and favorites. Um, I mean, we go back years like what I've known you for 10 years now. I think so. Two, 2013, 2014, around mm -hmm. there. Possibly. Uh, yeah. So my first real question is, is there a point where we became more than just like co-hosts doing an after show together or two badass women producing a show together? Um, is there like a moment or a time where you can think we became just more than that and we became like true friends? I feel like it was the onset of uh, on the fly filmmaking, as it was originally called, and then mm -hmm. it was Film class podcast, I think, is our second title. Yeah, maybe it was the other way around. But we had like knew of that we were both producing things. We knew that we vibed. We knew we were co-hosts, and we like enjoyed talking about things together. But there, there was like I think that's the point where it shifted. Is like you know what? Let's do a project together. Let's do this together. And like, were mm -hmm. we assigned together? No, I feel like we chose to do it together. Yeah, we we did because back then, you know, we used to do we did a million and a half TV shows and what we would call, quote unquote, at the network, vanity projects, which were like one host. It's not covering a television show or a movie. It's it's an actual like self-produced kind of show. And our our filmmaking podcast show on the fly filmmaking, it started off as one thing like guerrilla filmmaking more so. But then the guests we were getting they were like Academy Award winners, Academy Award nominees, like high up people, like above the line people. And we're like, wait, our content is way more than just guerrilla filmmaking. Mm -hmm. um, but that was such an awesome show. And to, to answer your question, like how we chose each other, it was more so our, the time that we scheduled it every, what was it, Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, if I remember correctly. It's like, and it was earlier in the day. They're like, well, Marissa's around. And I'm like, 
no, this is awesome stuff. I want to be a part of it because the content is really good. And we just naturally, I was like, no, I'm going to, I'll produce this one. It's fine. And we just kind of went from there. Yeah. And it was like such a, a, an easy project to do. Like it was not easy in the sense that like, it wasn't a lot of work. We did have Mm -hmm. to do work to get it, but the, the way we connected and the way that we flowed together and the way we like naturally and intuitively like split up duties like that's that's where it really is at people for like when you're working with somebody like you want this to be a good relationship like it is a relationship you have to think about like romantic you know friend relationships producing relationships like Mm -hmm. you have to have a good flow you have to see eye to eye and you have to both be willing to do what needs to be done for the benefit of the final product whether that is your family your friendship or your podcast and yeah Yeah. that if you know we're talking about friends and favorites like that is one of my all-time favorite projects of all time Ah, oh, yeah, that was so much fun because out of the hundreds of shows I had to produce, that one would be like, no, 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 don't bother me for this hour because this is like my show. And uh, no, it was great. And definitely with the producing partner because you were the host, you're like, you're the talent, you're better on camera than I am. And but I like to think I'm better behind the scenes. I mean, that's where my place is. And but the 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 thing with us too, we had like this natural flow, like you said, and where you not to say dropped things or like I would pick up where you didn't and then you would do the same for me. And like when when you'd be talking about like say this one scene in a film, I would just naturally find the photos and put it up at the same time you're talking about it. So like we picked each other up here and there. Um, yeah. And that just needed. elevates the project is like if everybody's willing to help everyone else out because it was never like you dropped that I had to pick it up no it was like oh my gosh like yes what a save yes go team and and that we like both understand both sides of that right so like I feel like at any point we could have swapped and you could have been on camera I could have been behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and like while I didn't know what your setup was like I know how to do things like that right you know like we would have figured it out so I just, I loved it. And like the fact that you were uh, just always so on like the conversations, like you could mm-hmm. tell like some of the projects we would do at, at this station, like you kind of show up, you say things and you're like, okay, and now it's done. Yeah. But this one, it's like, <laughs> Next. you you could tell like that we were both really engaged in it and like we were learning from it because like we would be talking about something in a conversation and then like Marissa would bring it up on the screen and it's like, yes, that's the thing we were just talking about naturally, Mm -hmm. just naturally. And we both like afterwards, I feel like we were always like, wow, like I learned so much. Like we were like students of our guests. We were interested in our guests. We were excited to just do that project. Right. And it was so cool because we had so many different Um, personalities come in different talents of different aspects of the filmmaking industry because you and I we know a good amount of everything I like to think us both Mm -hmm. being awesome in the producing aspect we wear a million hats but then that also shows the people that we talked to they had their own specialties when it came to directing or makeup or visual effects or hell even editing Um, but they all had their specialties I was like we could I was constantly learning every episode with the talent that we had and they were awesome people 
Yeah, we were like Academy Award winners and like people who've done it all, people who were like worked on cult classic movies. Like it was like I was just really astounding. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised with the caliber of guests that we could get because of the nature of that show. That like, you know, it's it was all of the the people on set who don't always get the light shine on to shine on them. Yeah. You know, and we're like, no, I jobs. want to know. I want to know what this was about. Like what this what 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 was that? Right. And that's the thing, because because they didn't have a spotlight on them, we actually gave them a platform to have a voice for those positions that generally don't talk, that don't get to say their um, their positions. And I think that's why they liked us so much, um, us producing, because you could tell that we were just general people who loved the art of filmmaking and wanted to learn. We, we came in with this um, genuineness, ability, wanting to just to hear from them and their knowledge. And they they really were receptive to that and open to teaching. Right. And then like part of the reason why like folks like you and I are so good at so many things is that we want to learn. We want to ask questions. We want to see what's done. We want to mm -hmm. see who's doing it and how they're doing it and different people doing the same thing and how they do it. Then we absorb it and then we can break it down into how we execute. So because we've seen so much and we've learned so much from being on sets, being on productions, working together and interviewing people. We just, like, you could throw us into any situation, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we we just swim, you know, or we hit the ground running, whatever idiom that, that makes sense for, you know, just throw us in the deep end and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure um, it out. And, and I think that's what I liked about you when I first met you. Um, I think a real conversation, I don't know if you remember this, but we were back in the house um, at Afterbus TV. And I think you were, it was before one of your after shows and I was just like there audio editing and I was talking to you. I was like, I really love your hair color. It was red. Oh yeah. Like little I red was asking you all about like, how do you get like that particular shade of red? And I like, I had red hair for like the last two years. Um, it's not red anymore, but um, I think that was like the first, first real conversation I had with you. I was like, okay, Mary Lou's cool. I like her. I like her vibe. Um, yeah, she and, and you were another Filipino woman. I was like, yes, let's talk. You're cool already. So, yeah. <laughs> and I always love talking to like all the production team at Afterbuzz too, because it did feel a lot like there was the hosts and then there was the production team. And it was very like just two teams that kind of like met somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But being like a producer myself, I'm like, oh my God, how are we doing this? Whoa, like that, like, I just want to know. How can I make your job easier? And then how can we just have a good time doing this, right? Because it's like, sometimes we would talk for an hour about stuff that like, maybe we weren't fully interested in, mm -hmm. but we had to be interested in it. So it's like, what? how can we at least make this a good time? Right, exactly. That And that was always, um, if you remember Phil Svitek, that's what, and, uh, what we would always joke about because there were so many shows we had to do where there was a movie or there was a book we did not enjoy, but we're like, we have this hour, hour and a half, let's still make it interesting. Let's still make it informative. Um, despite the fact we didn't like it, mm -hmm. we still learn from it. We're like, what can we still take away? Yes. Um, and I think that's what you don't, uh, you don't learn in hosting. It's like, you just have to do it. Um, you know, like, and that's where your personality comes out. 
where mm-hmm. even though the content might not be great, the personality still is. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, shows, like after shows that I did at AfterBuzz was like, there's one specific episode that was for Outlander. And I was like, a, I joined a panel, but because people were dropping off. And then I was like, I showed up one week and I was the only one, but I was still like getting to know this show. Like I had seen it, but I had just started like doing the after show. So I was like, you know, like the details, it takes a little time to get to know like the specifics on different things and and remember yes. all these details. So I was like by myself for this episode. I'm like, well, okay, we're going to do this. And I did the after show alone. So there's no one to talk to. I oh. do like a, a little recap and like, it was just like, I'm like, y'all, I'm not exactly sure. This is what I think is happening. And then I broke it down. And then in the comments, uh, somebody was like, that was a bowl of noodles. And, I, you know, in the next episode, I was like, <laughs> sir, you are absolutely correct. Here's the reality of what it was. But mm-hmm. I rolled with it, but I'm more prepared this week. And and I was like, I love it so much because like it was a hot mess, but I learned. And, <laughs> and I learned like, you know, I did that episode. The world didn't end. The, mm-hmm. the the sky didn't come crashing down on me. I wasn't like deleted off of the internet. It was fine. Like, okay, there's one episode, the 30 people saw it and and then I did better the next time. Like I, I, I thought it was delightful. I think like, and this is what we always joked about us as the producers. We're like, just do a show solo. See how you roll with it. See how you learn. See how even talking to you, by yourself you learn all your own personal quirks of like oh i say this all the time mm-hmm. maybe i should switch things up um i've even done solo after shows by myself too it is not easy <laughs> i don't wish anyone on it but it is a great learning experience yeah it's almost to the if point really where it should be part yourself. of the training yeah like it, it really should be. be part of it that like in the case you are by yourself and now like I talk by myself all the time. I have no problem with it. I can make it happen. Like we could talk about absolutely anything and I could be talking to myself and to people on the other side of the camera and it would be no problem. That was like one of the first, first times that I was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) And then now I'm like, excellent. Let's do this. Let's talk to no one. Yeah, but like you have that personality. I had to build up to that because I am more of an introverted person. I can talk to people. Um, and I've said this to a million people. Like, I know, just just say hi to me and I will have a nice conversation with you. It's true. It's also the, the thing is like you have that personality that can talk to anybody. That's why you're so likable. You're very well-rounded too, where you can talk about so many different things. And um, that's also hard to find. And I think that's what makes a great host that can just pivot from conversation from topic to topic to topic, whatever, and just keep the conversation going. I think that's a that's hard to teach, but you naturally have that. And it goes back to like what we were doing with on the fly filmmaking. It was just that is staying curious. That is like mm. the key to hosting, to producing, to conversations, to relationship is staying curious. Because like you can easily be mad at something, but then you got to think like, oh, I mean, why was that? Why <laughs> did, why was that? And then how can we make that better? Or to like be curious about other people and what they're about. Yeah. So I don't know, whenever we first started talking and like, I was like, I want to know this girl's history. I want to know how she ended up here. I want, I just want to know, tell me everything. Yeah, um, you were always fun to, fun to talk to. I mean, you still are obviously, because when I started this, 
the show, I already had like a mental list of all the people I wanted to talk to and you were one of them. I feel bad because I've been saying that to everyone, but like you seriously were. I was like, definitely Mary Lou, definitely this person, definitely this person. And, I, and I'm so glad you said yes, because we've been friends for a long time. Um, but you're also awesome. So there's that. Um, you, you know where this conversation is going. We, we started talking about television. Uh, what would you say is your favorite TV show? Like the one that maybe you've watched a million times, the ones that really stuck with you. Mm, favorite TV shows. Well, I would say at one point, as far as like rewatch value was mm-hmm. sex in the city because like I had the, that was like the one DVD box set that I had that I would just play for like familiarity. Now I go back and I, when I rewatch okay. some of that now, it doesn't quite make sense. But like when you're like in your early twenties and you're like, this is what adult women do. It's like, <laughs> Whoa, cool one day I'm going to be a Samantha Jones. And then like some of it's true, but then like, you know, if I watch it now, I'm like, oh my God, Carrie, you got to stop. You just can't, <laughs> I just can't with you and this whole thing. I just can't. That's so funny. I literally had this conversation with someone else just recently where I still admittedly have never seen a single episode of Sex in the City. And I know I'm like, I'm at that age where now I could watch it and understand it and understand the references and like really, because I've experienced life more, I feel Mm -hmm. like it would probably resonate with me now at this Mm -hmm. point in my life. Because when that came out, I mean, I was young. I was, I was too young to watch it, but now I'm finally at the age where I could appreciate it. And someone called me a Cynthia. I was like, is is that good? I've never seen the show. I I generally don't know. I was like, is she is she a bitch? No, (laughs) she's really nice. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, but Um, she's like, like, I can't tell if that's an insult. Uh, yeah, Cynthia. That's like even that's going by their like actor names. So Cynthia, are you sure it was Cynthia, or they say some? Um, maybe I don't know. Cynthia. I I mean, the actress is Miranda. And like, Miranda, uh, yeah. I would, I would pick that for Maybe. you because she's like very empowered. She knows mm-hmm. what she wants. Like, so I wouldn't say Miranda, she's a, it's Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Played by yeah. Cynthia. Next by, week, played right? by Cynthia. Yeah. And so yeah, she, that's it. I would, I would say that is a good thing. Okay. It's a good thing. I've also been called a Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Miranda. Like yeah. literally I've never seen an episode. Uh, And I, I mean, it is on my queue. I've, there's just there's so if much you miss content it, it's not out a there. big deal <laughs> I know. there's there's plenty of stuff if you miss it it was a moment in time and yeah maybe that wasn't part of your cachet your storyline right so what is it about that show did, did you watch it at a young age or um was that, that something it, it came into my life because the like the final season was while I was in college and okay. Then I was like, okay, I, I was like watching replays of it. It would be playing before like I went to class and then I like eventually caught up. And then, so I think I like, I associate that show along with, I believe one of your favorites, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Heck yes. With, with that time, which was a really formative and exciting time for me. Mm-hmm. So both Buffy and, and Sex in the City similar but different you know but yeah they they were on replays you know it's like uh I feel like uh there, there's a lot of people who are similar age to me that they feel like that with uh, how I met your mother and like mm-hmm. I can't I cannot stand how I met your mother 
Oh, okay. I yes, cannot no, stand it. I cannot stand fair. Ted. I cannot stand this will they, won't they? Like, I'm just not a will they, won't they fan in shows. If it, it can be like for a, like a, a, a season, I think, but like when it's the whole show. Mm. And that's why I can't stand Carrie anymore. <laughs> um, is it the unlikableness? I agree because being such a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer and of course naturally an Allison Hannigan fan I started watching How I Met Mother when that show started and then it wasn't until like the fourth season it finally started getting recognition and Emmy nominations and stuff I was like I've been watching this from day one um but also when I rewatched that not not that long ago um I was like Ted's kind of a a hard guy to like (laughs) and the whole like he is the main guy telling the story but like you're watching it for everybody else sorry Ted but that's the truth like the ensemble is actually better than the main character Mm -hmm. so I agree I definitely understand your hesitation when it comes to characters and that show that was my problem with house I could not get into house uh (laughs) because I hated the I mean the actor's great but I hated that character. I was like, he's so unlikable. He's such an asshole. And he knows he's an asshole. And I have to like watch him for five seasons or however many seasons that show was on. I couldn't get past season one. Um, so when you have those television shows where you're like, I know you're supposed to like the main guy. But when you don't, uh, it's it's hard to get through. Yeah. But as far as like formative shows and like, like uh, Buffy, definitely formative, like seeing an empowered female who was also flawed who also had emotions it it was really really formative like seeing that character and following it for years I was like that that definitely made some pathways in my brain yeah oh Buffy I mean she she left an impressionable big influence on my life I mean she's the reason why I started martial arts and I still follow SMG to this day. I was in the same room with her once, and I, I, I literally, I kind of clammed up. You know, when you have those moments, you're like, oh, my God. I, like, I couldn't talk because yeah. Buffy was literally right in front of me. I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I literally don't. Um, I had one of those moments, and I still regret it because I didn't realize I would shut down after, <laughs> you know, you know, reveling the ground that she walked on for, for years. I was like, I now I got to that point. I was like, I could say everything I wanted, but I nothing. Yeah. Nothing came out. I saw her once in person too at an event. I used to be an event producer and it was like a kid's event. So she was there with her kids and her friend and their kid. And like, I was like helping the kid, you know, with the activity. And like, I saw Sarah Michelle Geller, and I was like, uh-huh. do you know your mom is? <laughs> But, you know, like in my head that I'm just like with this kid, I'm like, do you realize the genes that you have? Oh, my God. Yeah, no. And that was my one and only time I've been in the same vicinity as her. And I, you know, we're out here in in Hollywood, in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles. I was like, I, I still believe sometime in my life I will get another opportunity to like personally redeem myself. Somehow maybe we'll work together. I don't know. I still wishful manifesting thinking yeah. you know um because she's out like, there working again she yeah, was she uh in a movie recently that i thought she was fabulous in was it do revenge was oh, she like the it. headmaster in that i believe that movie you should watch it it's definitely that the netflix show the or netflix movie yes it's throwback 90s it it feels like a 90s high school movie but it is nice. modern because they have cell okay. phones it's fantastic 
Okay. Uh, I was so surprised. I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah, she's in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did see the trailer for that. No, I did. I never got to it. But she's also in that um, Paramount Plus show, Wolfpack. Oh, okay. I want to see that. Uh, I think, yeah. Which, again, I still have. I have so many shows and movies on my queue. I am slowly, slowly getting to it. What are you um, at now? What are you watching now? Um, I'm currently yeah. binging Modern Family. Oh, okay. I've been sad and depressed lately. So I was like, I need something happy. And one. this show, like Modern Family, is so good. I was like, yeah. yep, this is exactly what my soul needs right now. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm working my way through that one. Yeah, Modern Family was one that uh, I really enjoyed and I miss it. I think about it often. Like, man, there's nothing like Modern Family. Until recently, Abbott Elementary gives me the same feel-good yeah. vibes. So good. Abbott, yeah, Abbott is a great show too. You know, I went to a the Hollywood Foreign Press Awards and they were, the whole cast was the table right next to me wow. and being... The Parent Trapping, my all-time favorite movie ever, and Lisa Ann Walters is sitting 10 feet away from me. I was like, oh my God, Chessie's in the house. Yeah. Um, she was a person because I kind of stalked her that night. Um, at the after party, I went downstairs and I was just watching her. I was like, because, you know, she's talking, she's socializing with people. And there were puppies there too. They were trying to like, there's a whole puppy pen. People were trying to like adopt them, whatever. And yeah. so she was playing with the puppies. I was like, all right, I don't blame you. Um, after you're done with the puppies, I'm just going to find that moment where you're not you're not talking to anyone. You're by yourself. And I just got to say hi. And I totally did. And I just like word vomited like in my nervous sense. I was like, I love you. I love the parent trap. Oh, my God. I don't even remember what I said. But she was so sweet. And uh, she was like, well, honey, let's take a photo. I was like, yes. So... <laughs> Yeah, and Matt Lisa Ann Walters too. So yeah, Abbott Elementary also great, and uh, I'm glad that's a, that's another feel good show too that I think the world just kind of needs right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the the show that I love, uh, like at the moment for the past couple of years that I always recommend as a as a tonic for depression mm. is uh, is Ted Lasso. I don't know if you've watched that okay. one yet. I haven't. My like. Because it's a sports show, right? And I was resistant to it for like the first couple of years it was out. And like we had a screener for it because uh, Will is in SAG. So he gets the screeners. And then like we just had it. And I was like, I don't know. It's a sports show. I don't, I'm not a sports ball girl. Mm -hmm. And then we like watched it. And I was like, this is going to cure you. This show <laughs> is just going to cure you. It's so heartwarming. And it really does approach like, you know, trigger warning that do talk about depression and mental health a lot. Uh, it is like a good main storyline, but they deal with it in a really, really good way. That's not like for the sake of drama. It's very like honest and and delightful. So I definitely suggest that to you. I made my, my sister watch it and she was like, I don't know. Cause she was like feeling really, really down about, you know, about life. And I was like, you gotta mm -hmm. watch this. And now she's like, that's on repeat all the time. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. I've, I've heard so many good things about it again in my queue. Um, yeah. And the what that's a half hour show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, no. So sometimes I... they're longer than that. No, it's, okay. it's, it's Apple TV. So sometimes. The, yeah. Apple TV. It's like 40 minutes or an hour 15. Like, you know, it's just as okay. long as it needs to take to, to get the episode done. Yeah. I mean, and I kind of, 
I'm kind of the person who I'm like, I'll just watch what I'm feeling for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do keep up with my regular shows that are like come out every week, but they're like a lot of times just being an emotional, creative person. I'll just watch what I'm ever I'm feeling that day. And I think that's why I have such a hard time getting two shows that have been mm-hmm. on my queue forever because I'm like, I'm not feeling this show right now mm-hmm. at this very particular moment. So, uh, yeah, I tend- are, are you the same way or do yeah, you just like very much the same way? OK, like I have to be in the mood for it. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm watching uh, Rise of the Pink Ladies, which I love. Oh. That's yeah. on that's a Paramount Plus Paramount, show. Yeah. But you That's know, the like, grease time, grease yes. days. Yeah. Uh, there was like one day I was like, I don't feel like a cheery musical, right? Or like there's other days where I'm like, I don't feel like depressive dramas, right? It <laughs> yeah. just really depends. Yeah. And that's okay. That's like the world we live in is that we can choose to to intake what is right for us at that time. And I think that's the great thing because we are living in a golden era of television. Mm-hmm. Especially in the last like 10 years, there's so much TV content, good TV content out there. And and with the help of all the streaming platforms, and now we're just, you know, inundated with so many good things that like, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. Like, what do I want to watch now? Because yeah. heck, even 20 years ago, we'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'll watch this because it's the only thing that's airing right now in television. Mm-hmm. But now we can pick and choose whatever we're feeling. Yeah. And then another thing that is like, if you start watching something and you don't like it, you can just stop. You can turn it off and go to another one. I know. Amazing. The beauty, the power. (laughs) Yeah. Moving into, because you and I are both filmmakers and content producers in that way, do you have a favorite movie? I think now that I know your television, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Back to the Future. Okay. Back to the Future as a set, as the, the whole one thing. movie. Yeah, all three. All three as one movie. Even the third one is like, it, it's just like, it puts the yeah. button on the story. That's the Western like, one, right? Yeah, but like one I think and I've two only together. seen the third one like maybe once. That's all you need just to know like kind of how it wraps up. But two is like fabulous, but you can't understand two unless you saw one. So really like one and two right. together as a pair. And then the third one, just to like close out the story, my absolute favorite. And the, there's a couple of reasons for this. Like I, when I was younger, I remember watching these specifically with my dad and that meaning a lot to me when I was in college. Uh, one of my first like little part-time jobs was at the Back to the Future ride at Universal Orlando. And nice. I just was like really into it. I was a member of the Institute of Future Technology. I took it very seriously. What? Wait. <laughs> a ride okay. attendant. What? But, you know, like we had a costume, we could be in character, like as much or as little as we wanted. Like it was just, it was a fun job. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I did not know this. Yeah, Wait, it was It was okay. a good time. So when I first, okay. like, I, I tried to get hired at Universal, because uh, yeah, there's just like the thing you did in Orlando was like, right. you just you could just go get a job at a theme park. And then they so you go to this hiring thing and then they're like, OK, you, you've got a bubbly personality. You're friendly. We're going to assign you to be a, a ticket taker at the front of the park. And I made like an audible like, mm. <laughs> and they're like, like well, what do you want? And I was mm-hmm. like, can I work it back to the future? And they're like, yeah, OK, like whatever. <laughs> 
that's oh man. okay first of all that's amazing um <laughs> i didn't know they had that that particular position mm-hmm. but i mean that's amazing because like all right back to the future i mean obviously that that's an 80s film i wasn't alive when those movies came out but i definitely mm-hmm. watched them uh robert zemeckis man and like and i feel like that those i'm speaking about when i speak about them really the only first two um those those films i remember my mind being blown the first time because i think that was the first time as a young kid really watching a movie that was like non-linear mm-hmm. but also understanding it yeah um now that i've seen so many non-linear stories um but like that movie was fun and kind of like messing with people's families messing with timelines in a way that i actually understood it as like a young i don't know however how old i was like seven eight year old kid i was like wait what's happening if he does this it affects this you know and I'm like and i think those two characters you know doc and marty they they were so fun to watch together mm-hmm. um yeah back to the future great great choice yeah it's a classic have, dynamic yeah absolutely um and i i assume that you've seen you, you've been uh on the ride here at universal here right yeah it's the or same as the one the that was okay that that is the same ride that was at universal orlando was the okay 3d delorean ride so you know you check people in they get in the car they ride right. try not to vomit and, and the thing is like i didn't love the ride because i get motion sickness but i loved being okay. near the cars you're like but you're there. Yeah. That's like the way I can enjoy it. Yeah. I've only been to Orlando once. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Disney, but I didn't go to the Universal Studios. So mm-hmm. my only exposure to that would be here in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The same ride. Yeah. I can't really compare like how different they are. Um, yeah. So it's now the Simpsons ride in both parks. Okay. And it's, it's the same building and the cars, like the mechanics, they just put new bodies on the car and a new movie on the screen. Got it. Yeah. I haven't been to on the Simpsons ride either, but I have been to the Simpsons. Um, I got a big ass donut that you get with whatever character that was. I have experienced it, but just cause I'm not, uh, you don't, you have motion sickness. I don't do well with flips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when it comes to roller coasters, I am not that kind of a person. Uh, so I'm very hesitant when it comes to those kind of rides. So I did not go on it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. Uh, you you with your jobs. I mean, you've had so many. You know, uh, you used to oh, work many jobs. Uh, yeah, I mean, you and I both. But you, when <laughs> we were working at Afterbus together, I was always kind of jealous of you because you got to travel so much. Mm-hmm. I kind of. Uh, I lived vicariously through you with your travels and everything. And because you you like documenting, you're so good at documenting everywhere you went. Um, do you have a favorite place that you've traveled to? Mm. Off the top of my head, uh, New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in America because it feels like you're going to a different country. The It's so okay. unique. It's The food is unique. The culture is unique. The people are really great the architecture is beautiful and and there's music everywhere it's it's like not like anything else it it really is like anytime I got assigned to go to New Orleans I was like yes give me extra <laughs> days to go before and stay after 
That's awesome. I still haven't been. Um, that's also on my list. But it it seemed like such a vibrant city. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me I'm wrong because every time I see a photo or video, it just like looks colorful. Um, and I see just people on the street in a good way. You know, they're just there, mm -hmm. standing, playing music, enjoying the environment. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a very, very welcoming city. Yes. Whereas where you travel to new places, you're like, I don't know if I can be here. Um, you, you tend to like have to feel the room a little bit. But I just, everything I've seen from that city, it just seems like so fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and like visually interesting in the sense that like not a lot of places in America feel like they have history. Like there might be a historical building here or there, but like you go to New Orleans, a lot of the architecture and like a lot of the houses are still like houses that have been there for over a hundred years. Like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, like, but for a really long time and it's architecture that's like only there. And it's like the same with the food. Like you could feel like that the food culture there is a longstanding tradition and that people go to restaurants like to go eat a certain chef's food like they're rock stars yeah <laughs> and I love to eat <laughs> oh do you yeah yes. that's good um do you were you, every time you've gone there was it for work or have you actually gone there just to enjoy it I've been there for work and I've been there I mean the first time I went was a school field trip in in high school or middle school and and I've been there driving through from driving across the country. Like it's like a required stop for me. And I don't yeah. even go there like to party, you know, like a lot of people think like New Orleans, like you're going there for Mardi Gras, you're going there to get wasted. You're going there to just like get into trouble and party. Like, you know, like it's a, a, like a Vegas thing. Like I don't yeah. even do it for that. Like I don't even care about that. Like I'm there. I want to see the cemeteries. I want to eat some food. Like beignets are like a must get. I don't know if you know what a beignet is. It's yeah. like a little pastry. Just delicious. The best. The best. So good. Yeah. Pastries. Yeah. It's like covered in powdered sugar. sugar. Yep. Powdered sugar and fried dough. The best. Yeah. Um, so unhealthy, but so good. So mm -hmm. goddamn good. Um. Yeah, that's that's awesome. What's your favorite thing to do when you're down there other than just like is, is it just eating Eat. or just just see everything? Eat yeah. and explore. Okay. And and like yeah. those kind of go together hand in hand. So it's like to go eat. There's like, you know, I always go to Cafe Du Monde to get uh some beignets and a coffee. Even if there's a line, like you just just do it, you know, like just it's worth it. Um mm -hmm. And if you do ever go, like you can go and you can sit in the little restaurant, which is like, okay, like it's a vibe, you know, there's usually some music playing nearby and it's in the French quarter, which is the touristy area. But the thing is like the touristy area is historic. So it's different. Like, you know, it's like, I go to New York. I still want to see Times Square, right? Like I want to see the touristy right. stuff and I want to see the real stuff. Um, the, but like, so I have my stops that I have to go to. And then I try to find something else that I haven't had before so you know like I always try to make sure I get like a jambalaya or yes. a, a gumbo and then I'll also try to find like something else 
Yeah, never someone told me if I ever went to New Orleans is um try the gumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I correct me if I'm wrong because I've I don't think I've ever had it. Is that spicy or maybe it's the jumbo? It can be spicy. spicy. They can both yeah. be spicy or not spicy. One is more of a stew. One yeah. is like a rice dish, but they're similar. Mm-hmm. Like they're similar in vibe. Yeah. Um, they've, they've definitely had told me to eat jambalaya and gumbo. So like, I love how you, yeah, brought that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, one day, one sweet day. It's on my list. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cause of all your traveling and stuff. Um, what is your favorite routine to relax? Oh, for yeah, relaxing? And, yeah. Do you like, do you have something that like helps you wind down after all the traveling or just when you, even when you're not traveling, just like yeah. done with work, um, What's your favorite way to relax? Oh my gosh. So so I am actually, uh, I've started a new project that's called the self-care nerd because I am a nerd about relaxation and self-care and like all, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I love a little massage, a little like either like self-massage or going to get a massage when I was traveling a lot. Anytime I could, like I would book a massage the day after I landed or like after like at least once a month. I still do a massage at least once a month. I think it is very important. I consider that part of my healthcare uh, nice. because like it's necessary to have that moment to, you can't look at your phone. You can't look at anything. You can't watch a show. You just are face down in the dark and it's not up to you. You just, yeah. you just lay there. <laughs> All you do is lay there. So it's meditative. It's therapeutic. And of course, like good for the muscles, right? Because like sitting on the airplane, the same as like sitting at the desk for too long, it's not good on our bodies. Yeah. Um, so massage is is great. Um, but I also have a lot of massage tools at home. I have like every size squishy ball to lay on. I have so many squishy balls to lay on. Um, I don't and- have any squishy balls. I, I need to invest in that. <laughs> yeah, you start if you just look for a tennis ball, right? Like start okay. with that. I don't right? even That's... have a tennis ball. Gosh, darn but, it. But then it's easy. Wacky. You can go get that easy. <laughs> I like, know. You know, it doesn't need to be specialty, right? It's, I it's, do have what I'm a hypervolt massage gun, which is that's, fantastic. I mean, that's excellent. Yeah. That is like the next level up from that. Like I've got my Theragun. I use that all the time. Yep. Yeah. But so it's good. sometimes you just need to lay on a ball there. Yeah, I'm saying. You it's, just need you know, to it's good for the, that deep tissue fascia breaking down. Yeah, um, yeah, I absolutely get that. Go back to the massage because yeah. I used to do massages a lot, but mine weren't the relaxing <laughs> massages. Uh-huh. Mine were the deep tissue chiropractic massage mm-hmm. where uh, it was a Thai Thai woman. She used to just like actually stand on my back. Yes. And, like, break down she would use her elbows and her thumbs and it was like it was a painful massage but i'm like i i think maybe i've only had one relaxing massage mm-hmm. um are you more the relaxing massage or the actual like no fix my body kind of massage because there are a lot of different types out there mm-hmm. when i was doing more physical labor so like when i was traveling and i was doing event production like so it was a lot of heavy lifting a lot of like I'm either standing mm. all day or I'm sitting all day with like no variation. It was just like yeah. either you do not sit down or you do not stand up. Those were like kind of like the two the two ex- extremes. Yeah, because I, I remember like uh, I had injured myself. I was doing physical therapy and like my physical therapist was like, do you stand a lot? 
I was like, yeah. He's like, do you also sit a lot? I was like, yeah. I was like, that's kind of it. Those are kind of like the options. He's like, yeah, but like yeah. you're doing it a, like a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Uh, so at that point I was really doing the like, please fix me because I need, I need relief quicker. Right. And, mm -hmm. and also sometimes like a painful massage is really like, I enjoy it because it's making you focus on the the pain and the the now right like when you're getting a deep tissue massage like you need to breathe you need to be present you need to participate in this experience like you have mm -hmm. to be here you're not like wandering off thinking about dinner like, you're just like right. <laughs> you're like oh my god wait oh no no you're getting it yeah and yeah, then now I mean typically it's like more more relaxy because i can i have the time uh, to do more of the the self maintenance at home. Yeah, good for you because I mean you saw me during those days when mm -hmm. I was working on Afterbus TV and how stressed I was. Yeah. Um. Whenever I got my massage, my lady because I've always had back issues for being a young person. Like I've had it since my early twenties, and she gave me a hard time. And I always felt bad, but like I had a very very stressful job. She mm -hmm. said I had the back of an eighty year old. And I'm like, yeah, we'll try doing my job. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I'm like, she confirmed just how bad my back was. That's mm -hmm. why I had to keep going back to her mm -hmm. because I also have TMJ so that like I have a lot of stiff neck problems. Because we um, like to be like this. Yeah, we're cl we're clenching, you know. <laughs> um, it's the stress. And then it, it all travels down because, you know, everything's connected. So it travels mm -hmm. down the neck, goes into my shoulders, goes into my lower back. And then I used to be a runner, too. I mean, I still run here and there. But, like, in my 20s, I was a big runner. Um, so I had a lot of back issues in the lower back. Um, my TMJ for the upper back and my running for my lower back. So I had a terrible back. Um, and then, you know, sitting doesn't help either. So, like, I... I was just like a slew of problems when it came. So that's why I went to um, a massage therapist, but you know, it adds up quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it it does. Really does. It does. And that's where there's, there's ways to learn how to do some stuff at home for yourself, but like, it has to be an always thing. It has to be kind of like a lifestyle decision because like your, your work, the things that are part of your life that make you stress out, that is a lifestyle decision. So you have to like, on purpose find ways to relax like so back to your question like another thing i would do to relax is to disappear at a korean spa Ooh, like and, and it's like All you right. don't even have to get a service there like it would be the one where like you know you pay 20 dollars, so you can just be in there for the day and like lock my phone in the in the locker and i'm like nobody like off the grid nobody knows where i'm at do not call me do not expect yeah. anything from me I will be soaking in the tub with a bunch of strangers. Okay. Because of my ignorance, I have never done a Korean spa. How, like, what's the difference between like maybe the environment or just the, the process mm -hmm. of the Korean spa? Like how different is it from your regular traditional? Kind what of is spa? a spa to you? Uh, <laughs> have I ever been to a spa? Um, I, from what I've seen. Okay. Is that you go to this lush lavish place and you sit in a chair they they take care of your your feet your toes like just everything you have a towel wrapped around your head and you're just like literally relaxing while people are like massaging your entire body mm -hmm. okay um 
just like people doling on you you know okay so that um, is that's, like that's a version that imagine. is like an experience that you can have at a korean spa so you can book services so like what you're talking about are like services like get your manicure get your pedicure get your mm -hmm. massage get your hair stuff done and like people are providing a service for you you can do that um but like a an a way that I enjoy, especially like when I was baroque, uh, doing Korean spa is like you you find the ones that you can go. Some places you have to book a service in order to enter the spa, but some places like you can just buy like a day pass. And when you go to a Korean spa, typically you're always going to have kind of two areas. Uh, you've got the the dry saunas or the clothed saunas where you're going to have like a hot room like like there'll be like jade stones in the room or charcoal in the room and they're like varying temperatures or it might be like brick and you know it'll various temperatures so it's from like hot to like really hot to oh my goodness what are y'all doing in here uh <laughs> one of my Which favorite ones love. yeah it's like I love fantastic sauna. uh yeah. so you'll have like those and then like usually a cold room so you can kind of go back and forth and then there's also spaces to take a nap. If you just want to take a nap or you want to watch TV, like you could just read a book uh, in the saunas, out of the saunas, like just like places for you to relax, but like no services being done on you. Uh, most of them also have like a restaurant so you can eat while you're there. You get like yummy Korean food, like while you're on site and oh, like nice. that's part of your experience. And then there's the wet areas where you're going to have um, like a, a hot tub, steam. a warm tub, the steam sauna, the like um, cedar sauna. Is that just like a dry sauna? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes an ice room and like different shower areas. So like if you go into that area, it's a uh, genders are split up because you are naked. Like underwear is not allowed. Swimsuit's not allowed. You are naked. Everybody is in what they were born in. Uh -huh. which is nothing uh and it's like really freeing so first time I went I was like a I didn't know what to expect I was like like you I was like I've never done spa stuff I've never done like I've had a massage maybe like a little yeah. bit at that point but like really not even a lot at that point and uh my friends took me and then we were all naked like we're just naked to get I'm like oh these are my friends uh bodies mm -hmm. okay and then we go into the spa area and there's everyone and nobody is worried about you. Nobody cares. We're all just there to relax and exist. Like it really is like beautiful and eye-opening and makes you really appreciate bodies. Like I really have an appreciation for other women and like the way women exist in real life, like mm -hmm. not magazine covers, not on TV, like real life people we all look different we all got things we all got to take a shower yeah yeah no I I I like the concept of that um and because I think that'd be hard for a lot of people to mm -hmm. really just literally strip down and mm -hmm. be their raw natural selves because we live in this kind of society where it's based on superficial looks and mm -hmm. materialistic items and stuff so i mean there that's got to be freeing you know yeah. pun intended mm -hmm. um that's that's exciting too i mean i'm yeah. not sure i mean generally 
when uh like i really don't have a problem with like stripping down being naked like because i find that freeing um when i come home like the first thing i do is strip down to like nothing and be like all right putting on like it because i don't give two shits about clothes or anything like that so like um if i didn't have to wear clothes that'd be great uh so like being naked in that way was like never really a qualm for me um but again not everyone's like that so i Mm -hmm. I can see why people might not have the best time at a korean spa yeah if if they don't know what they're getting into uh and then like no one like properly warns you oh yeah like it it would be a shock right if you really are like oh no okay right (laughs) so if you do get a service the the one that i do suggest is getting a scrub so when I, I got like a scrub, I I didn't know, again, the first time I had no idea what I was getting into, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm always game, right? So that's the thing is like, my friends know this about me. They're like, you just throw me into something and I'm going to experience it. I'm just going to experience like, right. it. Uh, so getting the scrub is, so you're, you know, you're naked and you get called into the the service area and you lay down, they'll lay you down on like a, it's like a massage table, but it's like vinyl right so because they're gonna okay. they're throwing water on it and you get scrubbed and you like i i equate i i i make it i describe it as one of two things it's either like you feel like you're a baby in a bathtub and like you know a, a an adult is like cleaning you in the bathtub you just kind of get flipped around and they're just like getting to everything okay. and slash or you're like a fish getting cleaned to be cooked because you're they're like scrubbing all the scales off of you you're like getting scrubbed the head to toe you are just like is new skin you come out of there you are literally a new person <laughs> oh wow it's fabulous just take but out, it's like off all the dead oh my skin. god yes it's delightful and strange and i think uh strange if you if you've never experienced something like that which i had not like i've done like little sugar scrubs on myself but they're in there they're like and you see like next to you on the tables all this like the dead skin just like everywhere mm. and then you come out and you're like oh I'm so clean new me yeah it's That's really awesome. it's really fabulous so you know if it's ever something that you want to try I can I can guide you on your journey okay good because I might need someone uh <laughs> one day when I I have because do you usually go by yourself or do you usually go with friends uh both is it just you know Sometimes I'll, yeah, if I'll go by myself, Will and I will go together. And so like part of the time we're together in the, in the clothes area, like we'll go through the little, like the saunas and stuff like that, the heated rooms, and then we'll have our lunch and then we will disappear into the, the separated areas. And then we like, just pick a time or like meet out at this time in four hours. See you later. And it's like, you go and you expect to be there all day. Oh, Okay. Um, Because usually I I like to think when I try to experience new things, um, especially like new places, I like to generally have at least one other person that's like Mm -hmm. also experiencing with me. So I'm not quite by myself. Be like, Mm -hmm. uh, what do we do? You know, you have someone else to like bounce ideas off of um, so you can like figure it out together. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But that that's that's awesome. Korean spot noted. One day I'll do it. I will hit you up when I do. Yeah. Um, but you're big into skincare as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of your content are um, product testing 
and mm-hmm. um, everything that's like good for the skin. I can I I like to think I learn a lot from you because I hate makeup. Um, I hate the fact that uh, our society like puts this unnecessary pressure on women to like doll themselves up and look attractive and whatnot. And like I barely wear makeup these days at all. When I go to work, there's no makeup. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was just like all the years of hosting at Octobus TV, I had a mm-hmm. You know, I have my face on every single fucking day. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So when I know on the days I don't have to be on camera, I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm behind a camera. No one cares what I look like. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not big into that skin care makeup routine as much anymore. And But I know you're big on skin care. Do you have like a good recommended recommendation or your favorite way to... I don't know, remove all the makeup and like the best process for actually taking care of your skin because I really don't. Yeah, so with the reason I like skincare so much is that when I take care of my skin, I don't have to wear as much makeup. And and mm. I've definitely gotten to a point in my life where like makeup for me is voluntary. Like I never feel like I have to. I'll wear it if I want to, even on camera, like because all my channels are my channels. Like they've seen my face. Like I will film first thing in the morning. I will film after the gym. I will film fully made up. I will film washing it off. Like it's whatever y'all know what I look like. So if I'm wearing makeup, it's just because I want to wear makeup. Um, But like, if you take care of your skin, like right now, like I don't have like my face doesn't have makeup on it. It's like blush, but I don't have like foundation and, and stuff like that. Like I have a little eyeshadow. Of yep. like lip balm, you know, it's like not same <laughs> a lot, right? Because if you take care of your skin, then you don't have to do as much other stuff. So then, like, it's very easy to just put on a little mascara and a and a lip balm because that's it. That's all there mm-hmm. is to it. So my favorite, um, I I love devices. I love beauty devices. And my favorite thing right now is an LED mask, red light therapy. Mm-hmm. I've been using red light okay. therapy. Uh, I got into it because of pain, knee pain. So I got like this belt. It's like a belt with lights on it that I would lay over my knees and use that, the therapeutic heat plus the light and like just doing like research, like we don't have to get into it here, but if you look into it, like veterinarians are using red light therapy as with animals, physical therapists are using red light therapy to help you know, with the healing process. So that's how I ended up there. So it really like when I noticed like it was actually helping with my knees, I was like, okay, so let me dig even deeper. So then there's like LED masks. So uh, like my birthday was in March and I like got myself like the expensive one that I've been eyeballing for a while. I was like, we're going to do this. (gasps) And like, it's made a difference, you know, and the way that we know like the logic works for me because if I go in the sun without sunblock, I'm going to get burnt. So we already know that light affects our skin and we know that light affects our cells. So if there is variations in the wavelengths of light, like, so outside is like UV light. The red light therapy is a different, a different part of the spectrum. It affects the cells, but in an activating way, as opposed to a damaging way. Yeah. And like, I have, here this is like these dark spots here were like really dark like if 
like I can see it in my videos. And like, that's the thing with the skincare stuff. And all of that is because I make so many videos. Like I have a track record. I can, can see tell. the progression. I can see when it got worse. I can see when it got better. I can see like whatever mm -hmm. I need. I can like, I have footage uh, to, to check that kind of stuff. So I can tell you that red light therapy definitely works. But my thing with any skincare, any wellness tools or supplements or lotions and potions, it all works and it all doesn't. Because yeah. if you're consistent with it, it's going to work. It's going to do something. If you are not consistent with it, like you can buy the most expensive stuff on the world. It's not going to work if you don't use it. Yeah. And it doesn't. It just doesn't. And everybody's skin is different. And we mm -hmm. all react different because, you know, yeah. um, a lot of products have different, you know, chemicals in it that our body just reacts differently to. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I like to be, I like to think I'm cheap <laughs> in that way because I moisturize mm -hmm. like almost every day, sometimes twice a day. And I think mm -hmm. that's what helps with my youthful looking skin. Makes um, a difference. Because, because, but because I do that on the regular, I feel mm -hmm. like I don't have to wear a lot of makeup. Mm -hmm. And um, because my skin is already naturally healthy looking. Mm -hmm. um, water definitely helps with that. Keep yes. hydrated, everyone. I drink mm -hmm. a lot of water. Yeah. Um, also, I'm Filipino. So like traditionally, biologically, I have a lot of kidney issues. Um, just being Filipino. Um, is that so a thing? I'm, I didn't know that. I didn't know Filipinos. Well, me, well, like me, me personally, my biological father actually passed away from kidney failure. Mm -hmm. Um, so my my parents have uh definitely drilled into me: drink water, 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 water. And like I'm like I'm drinking coffee, even though that's a dehydration. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I've I've gotten I've been fairly good throughout my 20s and 30s um to for like all the amount of coffee i drink i try to drink the same amount of water also that day mm -hmm. just you know balance um so i do drink a lot of water too which i think also naturally helps with my skin and why yeah. I look still look young um yeah my moisturizer is like it's a simple vitamin e moisturizer mm -hmm. like and i really don't have to like change anything of that and like seriously it's like five dollars at cbs yeah I, i'm not an over-the-top kind of person i'm just like bare minimum it works and i'm good with that right and the thing with anything you can be as complex or as simple as you want right like yeah. marissa's skincare routine works for her because she'll actually do it right like mm -hmm. but if i was like handed her my list of things She's not going to do it because it's too much, but like, I'll do it because I love it. But she's got all these like Funko dolls in the background. I am never spending <laughs> money on a Funko doll. Like that's yeah. not for me. But if I show you this shelf over here, it is just like every lotion in the world. I've got them. Every serum, every tool, like that's where my joy and my, it's like, it's a hobby for me. It's a collection for me just yeah. the same but it's like you can do as much or as little as you life is choose your own adventure y'all I hope you realize that yeah and like what we choose to spend our money on our hard-working hard-earned money on is mm -hmm. like our um our choice too because it's funny you you mentioned all my Funko dolls but like honestly these are like the only Funko dolls I own like mm -hmm. you won't see them anywhere else in the apartment mm -hmm. um so it, it is a handful but like I totally get that like your um your passion is our skin routines and like mm -hmm. you, you you love that um skincare routines and like i love books there there are 
on there are a bunch of books too like placed throughout and i have books and movies and tv shows and posters mm -hmm. like you can't see it on this end but like that's where my passion is um and then i like that that's what makes us all different yeah uh, what got you into scare was that something that you just always loved or something that like you needed to um do at some point in your life or no my, always, my, my skin had always been pretty good um but i think i just the the ritual of it the ritual of mm. it's the same reason i got into makeup and I never started like a YouTube channel, like a makeup YouTube channel, because it's not something that I necessarily like to share. I love it, but it's my time to just be with myself. Hmm. And that I think is the important thing for me, because it's like you, you can multitask, like you can listen to stuff and like you could have something playing, but really like you're, you're just you dealing with yourself and like taking time to to love on yourself is important to me. So yeah. that's that's where the skincare stuff is. And then I started thinking, like learning about the science of it and like how different ingredients work and things like that. And that's just the nerd part of me. That's like, really? Wow. This is Wavelengths of light cells? are changing the cells and the collagen production and like just digging a little bit deeper into those kind of things just because it's interesting. Yeah. Stay curious. Yeah, that the I love that because it's that learning, um, learning even deeper. Mm -hmm. um, because I mentioned it to someone else, like people will love the the superficialness of of things, but never like I should say never, but like very rarely will they ever actually go beyond that mm -hmm. and learn more behind it. And I feel like you and me are those kind of people. I feel like I see a lot of creatives always be like, "This is how it works," but why does it work? Why? <laughs> You know, it's the why question, which I think yeah. that's, that's you and I, we, we both love, love that. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I, from what I took from that, it's like, that's your Mary Lou time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. My, my Marissa time is reading. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite book? Do you have an ultimate favorite book that you love mm. reading? From childhood, the one that I am most fond of from childhood was James and the Giant Peach. Just Ooh, like that story of like just needing to get away, you know, like mm -hmm. the, because it's like his life as it was, was like really dark and sad. And he just like adventure just took him away. Like, so that one really formative to me, but as a, a lifelong learner, like tons of fiction books, tons of biographies, tons of like science books, but the one that is the most impactful is the artist way, even though I've never finished it. Oh, but it is. But you're an artist. Made the most <laughs> impact on me, um, okay. because it's it teaches you a lot about accepting yourself as an artist and giving yourself permission to exist as a creative person. And it's like it's rocked my world. I remember when you first got that because we were still producing our mm -hmm. on the fly filmmaking show together and you mm -hmm. were telling me all about it mm -hmm. um, and like how it has like the what the daily kind of exercises for you to mm -hmm. do like you write things out or yeah. I mean I've never I've never opened that book so I really don't know what's entails but being an artist um, mm -hmm. I, and that totally makes sense that you didn't finish it because that's something that I feel with a lot of artists because we're we have a million and a half ideas we want to do and we just want to do them all at once that yeah. like, we have a hard time completing 
project mm-hmm. because we already want to work on the next thing. Yeah. Um, the artist way. Uh, isn't there two books of those? Is there like there's like a workbook that you could get also, okay. but you don't necessarily need the workbook. You could just get a journal. So the the main okay. exercise that like I is I've carried through my life. So look, whenever you saw me get that book, that's actually the second time I've gotten that book. I got oh, it. Okay in like college like a acting teacher recommended it and then like I remember going through it and like it leaving an impact but a lot of it is you know you'll look at it when you're ready to look at it because it is a little therapy it is a little bit like unpacking things that you may not be ready to face at that juncture in time but when the and and that's the work of it right like when it's time you will face it and It, it the morning pages are like you get your journal and every morning you do three pages free writing free association just write what's in your brain just to get it out and you will yeah. I swear like if I when I'm on a journaling stint I will solve the world's problems but I just then I get and I get distracted and I do something else another mm-hmm. big thing that's with it that has stayed with me forever is the artist date so while you're going through the workbook like the the assignment is to do once a week an artist date meaning you as your entity, you take your artist, your inside, your inner child on a date, just you and your artist, go to the museum, go walk around the park, go like whatever, you know, cause you think about your artist. If your artist is like your inner child, it's kind of yeah the same thing. Like when people deal with artists now, or even like our, our critics, right. Our inner critics is like, I can't be, I can't do that. Like that's stupid. Like, why would you be creative? You need to do something practical. You need to adult, right? You would not talk to a child like that. And that's, we do not need to be talking to ourselves like that. Yes. Like you need to be responsible. You need to pay your taxes. You need to pay your bills. Right. But that can also exist and you can also nurture your artist. And that, and it's not even like as an artist, as a career necessarily, it's just like, you as a creative person, that's something that you should nurture and and love on. So yeah, I, I recommend it for everyone. Like if you say you're an artist or you don't, like you you are, you're an artist. Everybody is a creative. I love that because yeah, because as artists, we generally find that passion. A lot of times, I mean, people have found art later in their lives, but a lot of times I think it's safe to say for both you and I at a young age, we could tell that we were already already creative. Mm -hmm. But now as an adult, we have to remember that young kid, that young creativeness, that that spark and that passion that um, now being an adult, we are capable of giving that time and ability to that young kid that couldn't do it for themselves at Mm -hmm. that young age. And we have to actually a lot that time and um i love that the the Mm -hmm. artist date yeah to to really like get in touch with your inner self and that's where like you could go to the korean spa for your artist date and you go by yourself and you're the adult in the room Mm -hmm. that's going to guide the experience it's amazing Mm -hmm. wow i'm kind of like mind blown just hearing that (laughs) yeah like i I, I never have a problem doing so. I've done so much by myself and I do so much with people. I like that's where like traveling was always like really fun for me because I'm like, I'm by myself. Yeah. I'm what am stuck. I gonna do? I could do anything. Right. It is again with that freeingness, that that mm-hmm. independence 
there you don't have someone putting doubt into your mind mm-hmm. you're like if i go here and but someone's questioning you're like but we can't go there like but why not you why know not? um i do love that i've only traveled like by myself on a handful of times um i've been to vancouver twice by myself fun but i'd like to explore more things um yeah that's fascinating artist way all right fine I'll, I'll put it in my queue I'll get it. I'm an artist. I see it all the time at Barnes and Nobles. Every time I go there, yeah, because somehow I wander into the artist section as one does, mm-hmm. um, and I see it all the freaking time. I just have never had the ability to pick it up. Yeah, because and it's a, just it's not time. Right, right. Yeah, it's not time because because I'm all over the place. I was like, I want to read this book at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do this. You know, it's just. That being that artist, we have a million and a half things on a list for us to get to. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's when you get the book, like it's a, I believe a 12 week kind of assignment, but I've never done it that way. I just like, I'll, I'll do it as long as I can. And then I'll pick it up again later. Um, and then just continue with the prompts because it's, it, it will make you think about things. And, okay. and it is. It's hard and it's healing and it's delightful. But once you can integrate that stuff in, like, I don't, I'm never mean to my artist anymore. That's good. Like, that's why we do what we do. That's why it's like my whole life is built around how can I be the most productive, creative uh, possible? And that's why you see me on the internet all the time. All the time. In a good way. I mean, because my thing is like, I think we said at the top of the show, all my artists and creativity comes out for other people's work. Mm-hmm. But very rarely is it for myself because I like to think I'm hard on myself when it comes to my own work. <laughs> um, and I think that's another reason why I started the show because I don't have stuff for me. I needed to do this. I got to a point in my life, I was like, all right, Marissa, you're spiraling. You're getting to a really, really dark place emotionally, mentally. How do I stop this? How do I pivot? Like, I was very self-aware of that. I was like, all right, you like creating things. You know how to podcast, but you've you've produced hundreds, if not thousands of after shows, um, thousands of episodes. Like, you have all the tools. Why not fucking do it? So mm-hmm. I did. And um, But I had to kickstart myself to that point um, because I, I am kind of tough on myself. I was like, why aren't you doing this? Who's stopping you? Um, I can release these episodes whenever. Um, so that's my self-pressure yeah. to create things. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes I have to like get to a low point to create something to get myself to a higher point. You know? mm-hmm. um, do, do you have those? I mean, you're an artist. Do you have those like ins and outs of like, why am I even doing this? Of course. Like it's definitely much less now um, because I've done the inner work and I've done therapy which I suggest to anyone who has not yet done it write that down Marissa I know I need it (laughs) I I really do need it (laughs) yes and and it it really will do a lot if if, you know and it might take some time to find like the right therapist I think I I went through three but they all I learned something different from all of them um Mm -hmm. and like they're lessons that I carry with me and I'm like transformed I like I just deal with myself differently so like the critic stuff shows up, right? And the like, the why are you doing this? But the key for me, when I was talking with, uh, I think it was like my first therapist, I was like, 
I can't be productive. Like I wake up and there's this voice that's just like, who do you think you are? Why are you doing this? This is stupid. Nobody cares. It was just like all the nasty, nasty things. And she's like, that's not your voice. And I was like, but it's in my head. She's like, no, if you can hear it, it's not you. And I was like, okay. So then she's like, let's assign a personality to this voice. And there, um, at the time, is the world was going nuts. And there was some people who were always on the TV that I think everything that came out of their mouth was a lie. And I was like, oh, it's it's her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so y- you can assign it to whoever you want, but it's like there was there's a specific person that like I have a visceral response whenever I would see them. Uh they're not in the media anymore, but like, you know, like this could be in real life. Yeah. It could it's just whatever. It could be a fake person. You could make up a character, it could be a duck, it could be whatever you need it to be. But she's like what if that voice, like, is that per like, that's that person. So anytime this, this voice says something, you're like, no, Kaylee, this isn't. Yeah. This isn't. Not you. Like, yeah. everything you say is stupid. Shut up. And then I go on with my day. And it's like, after a couple years of practice with that, I don't have to like, ass- like, it, it's just not as loud anymore like those things like they kind of roll out because I'm like I hear it so it's not real that's not me I know me I know that I can do things I know that like time and time again I have picked myself up I have been successful I know that I put stuff out there and people like it I know they put stuff out there and sometimes people don't like it but like whatever I just keep going that it's not you those negative voices it's somebody else just Give it a personality. Like, who is the person you hate the most? And every time you you just know that they're wrong, that's who that voice is. Yeah, I can immediately think of someone. Um, mm-hmm. No, I love that because, like, when you remove it from yourself mm-hmm. and you give it space and association with someone else, yeah, um, that's healthy because it's not you, it's someone else. Um, and yeah. I think that helps with the detachment mm-hmm. of that. And because you can separate it, it's easier to get rid of it. Yeah, and there's a another book called The Untethered Soul. Yes. Which I've is which which is that same kind of concept of like mm-hmm. you are a witness of this experience. So these thoughts are translations of the experience. They're separate versions, they're interpretations of the experience, but that's not you necessarily. Because you're just like watching this thing, mm-hmm. watching it unfold. So if you can hear it, it's not you. Those nasty words, they're not you. But like the good stuff, like that could be you. That's fine. Totally. I have read that book too. I recommend that to, I mean, it's been a minute since I've read it, but Mm -hmm. uh, I recommend that to other people too, because years ago I was going through a tough time and I just like read all the self-help books I could, you know, because I, we have our moments as, as artists. Yeah. And I think it's like even good when you're not dark to read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good eye opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I should reread it. Okay. Yeah. Therapy. Uh, therapy. Look at this. Um, do you have a favorite piece of advice anyone has given you or or something that like has always stuck with you that you, you still like kind of live your life? A, a piece of advice mm. or well, like one of my favorites is like what we just covered from 
one of my therapists. Another nugget that I carry with me regularly from another therapist is walk outside every day for an hour. Yeah. She said basically that I'm like a plant and I need water and I need sunshine. Yep. So I just got a plant yesterday. I literally congratulations. I know because I, I have a very solitary apartment. I was like, I need some form of life in here mm-hmm. other than myself. Yeah. Um yeah, I do. I'm a big walker as well. All through the pandemic, gosh, because I got so bored. I was stuck at home. Um, I ran and I walked well over a thousand miles. Um, and I had a Garmin fitness watch, so it tracked every mile, every step I did. Um, and even now at work, I don't eat. This sounds terrible. I don't eat lunch during my lunch break. I actually go out and walk because I work in Beverly Hills. It's fortunately it's a really nice city to walk around. And it's easy to walk around Um, and it's safe too. I can walk outside and be comfortable. So I do that on the regular. Like I'm a big walker, big hiker as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You and I should go on a hike together. Yeah. Are you a hiker? I mean, because there are difference between people who just like to walk, to feel good, to like meditative, take that like 20, 30 minutes to remove yourself from whatever environment you're in. Um, And then there are people who like like hiking. Um, I I find I, I am both, but. We, we can hike, but if there's like a lot of uh, incline, you'll just talk and I'm not going to because I won't be able to. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can listen and go up a hill, but I cannot talk and go up a hill. Yeah, you like, I need my oxygen. <laughs> I need to breathe. I was like, yeah, I remember going way. with a group uh, and they were like, everybody's like chit-chatting, whatever. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> just, you know, that's, that's something that mm-hmm. I, I'd love to work on, but- you know, like I, I do other exercises that that help me get that yeah. energy out. Yeah, because you and I were both also similar. We're, we're similar in a lot of ways because um, I love working out too. I know you like working out. Do you have a mm-hmm. favorite workout routine? Uh, so right now I've been or- going to this gym called Training Mate and it's a high interval, high impact interval training. So it's like circuits Hit. and yeah. it's it's just so much fun. It's a Australian owned uh gym they have a couple in in LA and some of the trainers are Australian but like you know there's also American trainers and British trainers and you know different different walks of life but it's always fun it's always lighthearted. it's like a really they push you but not break you okay so yeah, like <laughs> it's you know like because sometimes like there's like a concept of a trainer that's like harder faster you know and it's like yeah no this one is like, listen to your body. You're doing great. Look at you go. You know, it's like, it's wonderful. And it, I've been going mm-hmm. now for a year. I think I just hit my year anniversary. And right, congrats. It, it's made all the difference uh, for me. Like, I'm sure the same was with you when you did your, got into your Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. Where like, not having it and having it, it's like two different chapters. Yep. Because I'm a hit trainer as well. Uh, my car, I like, and I... I do a lot of cardio. So like I, when I go to the gym, I'm only there for like an hour and people are like, you're done already. But like, but I got like three hours worth in my short mm-hmm. workout Um, in that way. uh, I love that too, because crowd and God, like my teachers, my instructors, they push you to that point where they break you. But the whole mentality is we have to break you down so we can rebuild you back up even mm. stronger mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of people aren't um 
aren't receptive to that. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be. It, it, it is not for the faint of heart, for mm -hmm. sure. But I think that's just, I think that's me as a person. Mm -hmm. I've taken a lot of shit. I've been through a lot of shit in life. Mm -hmm. um, I know I'm more, I mean, I know I look look more gentle on the outside, but I'm, I like to think I'm actually pretty tough in that way. Um, mm -hmm. I like, and I... I am a slight masochist <laughs> because I'm not great at self-motivation. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely am. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very aware of that. I'm not great at self-motivation. So to have someone else motivate me to point and to get me to a level that I know I personally could not get myself there mm -hmm. to the point of breaking um, when someone else is doing that, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Not with the yelling. I, I'm not really great when people are yelling at me, but when people are pushing me mm -hmm. to another place, I'm all for that. Yeah, pushing because I can That's take. where the challenge comes in. Mm -hmm. um, I'm all for the challenge. Yeah, like encouragement, challenge, you know, having other people that you work out with where you're like kind of growing together is really useful. But like, yeah, like I had tried in college when because I wasn't sure what I was going to do and my dad was in the air force so I joined the air force ROTC just to see like maybe because I had friends who were in there and they loved it okay I do not care for people telling me what to do I was like the most defiant like right. student so like you know like it's military right so like when the teacher mm -hmm. comes in everyone's supposed to stand up but because I wasn't officially in the program I just was like taking a <laughs> class to try it out everybody would stand up and salute and I'm like <laughs> and like I was just that that person like so they knew that that's why I was like I wasn't going to go anywhere I loved learning mm -hmm. about like the history of the air force and learning about the structure and things like that but I did very much learn and it's still true today that I do not uh do well as a subordinate which is why I am my own boss yeah, I have, I will have collaborators. I can work in a team. I love working with teams. I love working with people, but I do not like to be a subordinate. Interesting. Have Some you... people are into that though. Right. Right. Like I'm totally, I like, I think it's my thing. It's like my whole life. I've always had bosses. I've always had people above me. So it's something I'm just like conditioned with. I mean, I still have bosses right now. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I'm okay with taking direction, but I'm also okay with giving direction, too. Mm -hmm. um, but it's when it gets to a level of disrespect yeah. <laughs> from my own peers, I won't have any of that. No. Um, from authority, I never really had problem with authority. Mm -hmm. um, do you, Were you always defiant, or was that just something that, that you kind of learned? Like, hmm, I don't like this. Uh, it's, you know, it's not like you know, I'm, I'm going up against the police. Like I was a good student. Like I, I wasn't like causing trouble just to cause trouble. So I wasn't like that right. kind of a rebel, but like, if I'm doing something and I'm being left alone, I'm fine. But like, I'm doing something and somebody, they're like, actually you could do it this way. I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> the micromanaging part. You yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Like, it doesn't even matter. Micro macro. Like, I'm just like, right. mm, don't tell me. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. But that's like now, you know, that I've had years of experience and, you know, I'm running my own business because I got to a point where like I was applying for jobs. I was trying to get jobs and I I, I got turned down from enough of 
jobs telling me you're overqualified or yeah. you're you and me too both. confident or you're too much. And I was like, you know what? I'll take my too much and I will hire myself. And yeah. and it's been like the best decision. Like is is everything like always great like I have to figure out my own insurance I have to figure out like my own taxes I have to figure out you know like I have to figure out so much but like I enjoy that I'm like yes I will I will take it because now win or lose it's all me there's no one else to blame and I I can take accountability I I'm I'm for it I love that and that's a great quality to have when you're self-aware like Mm -hmm. but you also know you're capable of that Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people kind of find themselves in that position where they, they're not forced to learn all that by themselves, despite mm-hmm. um, having not wanting to, you know, but I, I, I love that about you because I always got that sense from you. Like, no, I don't have to worry about Mary Lou because <laughs> she, she got this. She knows yeah. what she's doing. Yeah. Like we've been together in, in working, working situations, like, you know, where like to get like together, we had a boss and like, even then, like, they'd be like, do it this way. And I'm like, I'm gonna do yeah, it now. No, no. And gonna... like there'd be there'd be times where we would have a sit-down meeting and then afterwards I'd be like, yeah, fuck whatever they said. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> We're like, because I guarantee you they're not listening to us. So even though they told us know. to do that way, yeah. I was like, because they're not paying attention to our show, I know that they could mm-hmm. say that and we'll be like, Yeah, sure, we'll sure, do sure, that. Sure. We know they're not going to. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love that because there's you and I were like, no, we're we're just gonna do our own thing because we know we're awesome. Yeah. And that's where it's like I appreciated with you is that like we were on the same page about what was and wasn't good. And that's where I was like, yes, I can collaborate with Marissa because mm. whenever we're like if we didn't agree, like I, I was like, okay, she's thought about it though. It's not like she's just throwing out something. She's thought about it. Right. So let's hear it out versus other people who like to throw out suggestions or notes. And I'm like, you don't know the whole story. Right. So your input is not, it's not right. It's not informed enough. Mm-hmm. But like, then there's people like you and I who are like, we know everything. And I'm going to, before I open my mouth and tell anybody anything, I've already thought of every way this could go yeah and people don't like don't understand that because they're just spitting things off yeah well but also you and i we saw the bigger picture too Mm -hmm. um we know the the ins and outs and the technical side of it but also we had a bigger picture of like what are we trying to say or what do we want people to get out of this Mm -hmm. um and i think that's why working with you was so easy because it didn't feel like work Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and I think that was the best part that was my favorite part of our on the fly filmmaking show mm-hmm. because it's like it's just you and me doing our thing yeah it was great yeah we fortunately we for the most part we had that freedom to do our mm-hmm. own thing um that was our show yeah I don't know if they like came in with notes uh after a point they're just like just leave them alone yeah <laughs> and I think like you no know, well also in fairness because I I had talked to the other guys Mm-hmm. And I told them everything that we were doing. And, you know, fortunately, you know, I had been there long enough that they're like, yeah, it's Marissa. Just she knows what she's doing. Just let her yeah. do her thing. And then like that translated into their show. They're like, it's it's Marissa and Mary Lou. Let them do their thing. <laughs> and it was fabulous. If you still want to see any fun. of those. That's a great the show. The playlist I mean, is still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the Fly Filmmaking podcast. Find it. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, what years did we do that? That was like what, two thousand sixteen, two thousand eighteen. 
Wow. Yeah, I think so. Like those You're very good with dates. I'm like the past. It was like, it was like a solid two years. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I know it we was did funny. like over fifty I, interviews. Yeah, we did a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suck with numbers again, artist, but I'm great with fixed dates. Wow. Like I could tell you a year something happened. If so, like if the number stays the same, totally fine. A year, whatever. Um, if the value changes, nope. Not gonna know this, not gonna know this pattern, whatever. So fixed years. Yeah, I, I wanna say it was like 2016 to 2018, 2019, because that's when I left. Um, yeah. But great time. That was a great time. To kind of wrap us up, um, do you have a favorite strength about yourself that mm. you like or strength strength quality, something that you are very self-aware of yourself that you just love the most about yeah, yourself? Yeah, it's it's come up a couple of times in the conversation already, but my favorite aspect of myself that served me the most is curiosity that I'm always coming at experiences and people and like anything with curiosity. And, you know, sometimes it's like a quick judgment can sometimes happen, but like, I will get to the point of like, okay, but like, but why, even if it's like, my response is like positive or negative. I'm curious about that. Like, why was that positive? Why was that negative? Why are we doing things this way? Why aren't we doing it this way? Why Why are we thinking that it is definitely going to fail when it's like just the same as thinking it's going to succeed? Like, those are just equally as probable. Right. Just like, why? I don't know. Why not? Why and why not? That's It's that learning aspect that we have as creatives mm-hmm. too, because we want to know everything and mm-hmm. i think us being forever students you know it's always that always learning we're always open to learning from everything yeah and i'm not i'm not what's uh, out there there's so much out there so much and i'm not like i'm not religious and i'm not like particularly you know like i don't know what comes after death but if for so, if there's some way that like i can envision what i want my brain cells to think or the spirit to go to I hope that there's just like an infinite library in the afterlife that like just mm-hmm. gets sent to that has everything. I will just look up everything. I will look up what happened to JFK. I will look up what somebody was doing this Tuesday that I was like questioning what they were up to. Uh, like I will look up everything. I will just sit there for the rest of eternity researching everything like I'm so glad to be alive in the time of the internet because when I was a kid I was just like drop me off the library like you know kids are going to the mall they're going to movies I'm like just drop me off at the library by myself see you in a couple hours I'll be good I'll have a good time and I would just like pick up books and just like I'm like everything's amazing what about this wild thing I'm the exact way I go to the library like literally every other day I have two library books literally not two feet from me Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's that that infinite learning and learning everything about life. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And because this is my show, it's friends and favorites, and I like to feel good about myself every once in a while. What would you say is your favorite thing about me? Oh my gosh, just that your your acumen for like everything. Like I I, I see it in you, like you know, it's like you you're attracted and attracted to in other people the things that kind of mirror back and it's like some of the stuff that like I love about you is like I see in you the curiosity I see in you the competence I see in you 
the ability to just get thrown into the deep end. That's why like, I haven't hired a lot of people, but I was like, for, you know, the, the job where I was the media manager, I was like, I need to get Marissa. I need her on my team because I know I could hand her something and she'll just do it. And I don't have to like question it. I don't have to like look over shoulders. I'm just like, here's the thing. I don't care how you get from A to B as long as B is done. Yeah. And like, I don't even have to think about like, is this going to be acceptable? Is it not like you just get it done. And I appreciate that about you. You're fabulous. Aw, thank you, Mary Lou. Well, you know how much I love you and I love talking to you. We need to, well, the world is now open again because the last time we worked together, you were like literally the last gig I had um, when the world shut down. Mm-hmm. the pandemic that working day was my last working day <laughs> yeah and then I was like what do we do what do um, we do <laughs> now we don't have that excuse anymore so we need to work together again in some fa- fashion or just see each other <laughs> other than zoom um yeah. but yeah you know how much I love you you're amazing you were one of my favorite people at AfterBuzz too so every time Mary Lou came in I'd be like oh thank god <laughs> you know and which was really nice because hundreds of people came in there and I had my few selects so like oh finally they're here they're what's like, your favorite thing about me ah uh, everything um no i i love you i love your personality um i think you had in that hosting personality that i didn't have on camera and then watching you a lot i was like mary lou would do that so i'm i'm gonna emulate that when it comes to my hosting and then when i was learning more about you because you also liked creating content i was like but that's not how mary lou would do it so i'll do it like mary lou so like a lot of the ways um, um, when it came to like short film content, you know, that just a couple minutes or something like Mary Lou would do it this way. I'd be like, what would Mary Lou do? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of got to that point. And um, so I, I admired that creativeness, uh, easy. You had you were just so easy to work with because, um, again, didn't feel like work. It was just we were working together as friends, as partners, as creative producers, you know. Yeah, because life is too short. We don't need to be stressed out all the time. But Marissa and I, like, we could love on each other all the time. But just so you guys know how similar we are, we have the same (laughs) microphone. We do. (laughs) We really like see it. I was like, oh, that's the same microphone. We have the same microphone. Different colors, but the exact same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I almost got the silver one, but I have the black one and the white one. Why? I got the silver one mostly because I was like, well, everything else I own is black. It was mm-hmm. like black blends in with everything. I get it. But I just, I only got the silver one, mostly for aesthetic look. I was like, I like silver. Silver, my car is silver. Yeah. I like the silver look. It looks clean. It looks nice. It looks fancy. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It's usually I've been using this white one, uh, which I okay. like a lot. Especially, it was the same thing. I got it for aesthetics, um, but she's been acting out. So uh. the classic but you have yours. The classic black one for, you know, when I need it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary Lou, for being on my show. Again, one of my favorite people. Where can everyone follow you? You can find me all over the internet at Mary Lou Mandel. I've got a YouTube channel. That's a library of content tutorials on Instagram. You'll see me and my cats and my behind the scenes of being a content creator and an entrepreneur. And then I've got a new project, the self-care nerd, which is a very baby project right now, but I'm very excited uh, to, to explore that talking about self-care products, experiences, destinations, and uh, just being real nerdy about it, knowing way too much. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. Or knowing everything. Everything. I, I just want to yeah. know everything. Go follow her, ladies and gentlemen. She, like, constantly, I'm constantly learning from you, too. So, thank you, Mary Lou. Thank you, Marissa.